0: Welcome back in. Third and final hour of the program here on Thursday morning, October 26th. And uh, just got to wave hello to to our very own Donald Trump. <laughs> Taylor spilling, spinning through the parking lot. Good morning, sir. Uh, good to see you. And always good to talk with all of you. If you missed the news that we were discussing in the last hour, the new Bedford licensing board last night uh, voted to extend the deadline of when Liquor stores have to comply with the nip bottle ban. So the bottle, the nip, the nip bottle ban is still going to go into effect. It just won't go into effect until August 1st, 2024, so that the liquor stores have time to sell the stock that they have. And they'll probably have no problem hitting that deadline, I would think. That's, that's a good amount of time away. But the, the bottom line is you'll be able to go into liquor stores in New Bedford and buy a nip at least until August 1st. And then we'll see what happens with the challenge that the liquor Store owners have put together to challenge that decision based on and, – and people are looking at this saying, well, why, why does New Bedford think that they can challenge the nip bottle ban when other communities have done it and it's been upheld? It'll just get upheld in New Bedford. Well, because the issue is how the board was comprised very close to the time of the vote. By the time that the vote actually took place – the licensing board, from from what I understand, was was in compliance with what the rules are. But that just a short time prior to the vote, it was not comprised of one Republican, one Democrat, and then one person of any other party. It doesn't matter. It could be either party or a different party or whatever. But there has to be at least one Democrat and one Republican on the board. And that wasn't the case just a short time before the vote was taken, then somebody enrolled, and then they were able to to have the the vote be I guess the board was technically legally comprised. So this is how they're going to to challenge this. I don't know that that'll that'll work because I don't honestly don't know why that rule exists. I don't know why it matters. And in fact, I think the answer to the question isn't, you know, you should have had two people have the uh, you know, you shouldn't have two people have to be enrolled in a party. The The issue should be that you should just get rid of the rule. But I don't know. Maybe you feel differently. 508-996-0500. We were also uh, getting some app chat messages. Uh, Pat and Dartmouth says, good morning. I would like to share with you. We were talking about gun laws earlier because of what happened in Maine. And we can certainly discuss that if you would like. But and Dartmouth says, good morning, I would like to share with you something about gun laws. My husband was a member of the Woodcock Gun Club for many years. He wanted to buy a gun vault so he could store his guns. He had many. His friend, who was a member of the same gun club, was very active in searching about gun laws. He found out that there was an old gun law in Massachusetts that if you buy a gun vault to store guns, you don't have to pay taxes on the vault. My husband and his friend went to Dick's Sporting Goods Store in Swansea, Mass., and they wouldn't let him buy it unless he paid the taxes. After a lot of arguing and talking to them and checking out the law, Dix sold my husband a gun vault, and he didn't pay taxes. This happened about 20 years ago, but it's true. I thought you'd like to know that about this law. There are many old laws in the books that we don't know about. Thank you. So, yeah, thanks, Pat, for sharing that. I don't know if that's been changed since. Maybe some of the, this new gun... Led, because there's multiple gun bills. Everybody's focusing in on the one, but there's, there's multiple gun bills that are always active... In Massachusetts legislature just do they go anywhere and I'm sure if that does still exist somebody probably looked at that and said should we be charging tax on this but it's a very interesting twist because here you are saying well the the second amendment guarantees you the right to bear arms and all you're doing is trying to protect that right and maybe this should be tax exempt I don't know But I think it's a good incentive. I mean, I know it's just the the tax on a gun vault. I don't know how much a gun vault costs. It depends on how many firearms you're trying to store. But I can tell you, if you want to buy yourself a a biometric safe, like those are going to run you like $100, $150 for a good one. One that's big enough to put maybe a couple of firearms and some ammunition in. So, you know, you're going to save a few bucks on it. But if you're buying one of those big ones that have multiple firearms, and his past that her husband had many firearms, you could be saving significant money. And maybe there's somebody who that would incent them, incentivize them to get out there and, and get a vault to hold them all. I mean, I wouldn't have a bunch of guns loosely hanging around because they cost a lot of money. And, you know, aside from if somebody was to break in and steal them and commit a crime with them, you would be responsible. But aside from that, I would say just protecting your investment. I mean, that's like somebody who goes out and spends a lot of money on a on an expensive baseball card and then doesn't buy the protector to keep it in. Like, what? <laughs> what? You're just going to keep that Onus Wagner baseball card sitting on your desk? Shouldn't you at least put it in, in a plastic sleeve at the very least? No, no, you don't. Oh, you want to spill coffee on it? Okay, that's your choice. 508-996-0500. Also, DSY in New Bedford, we were talking about UMass Dartmouth and the rumor that it was uh, designed by a devil worshiper. Again, not true. But uh, DSY says, have you ever been to the Vernal Pool at UMass behind the baseball field in the woods? It's uh, very cool. I got lost there one time, though, so not so cool. I don't know. I've never been back there. I, when I was going to school there, I did very little like exploration of the grounds. I was a commuter. So I got there in the morning, ran to class. And then when I was done, couldn't wait to get in the car and go home. So I didn't spend a lot of time. My freshman year, I did. My freshman year, I tried to find like campus activities to get involved in. I tried to uh, join the radio station. I went up to the radio station a couple of times. Nobody was there. So I just gave up. This is like before you could just email somebody. If I did email somebody, I wouldn't know what their response was till like three days later when I could get to the UMass computer lab to check my email because I didn't even have a computer at home. So the the grounds I never really did get to explore. I kind of walked through all the buildings. Uh, I certainly scoped out the best places to take a nap. I knew the best bathrooms to use during the day that would be, you know, not crowded. Kids, I don't know if it's still the case, but it's uh, in the group one building on the third floor. The one's right in the middle of the third floor. Nobody will ever bother you up there. I don't know if they still use that same terminology, but it's where all the English and history classes were. And then the group six building... Was always, that's where they had all the art classes and the music classes. And those were, uh, those were always pretty empty, those bathrooms. So just in case, just in case you're looking, I, you know, trying to help out, give you that information that matters. 508 996 0500. So again, the, the nip bottle ban is, is extended. That won't go into effect until August. Uh, however, I think that you're going to hear more talk when when we're discussing gun control, you're going to hear more talk come up uh, about mental health evaluation, mental health checks, because this situation in Maine is an interesting one where this suspect actually told somebody. And again, I, I was looking around and I didn't see stories that said who he told, but he told somebody that he was thinking about going and shooting up a, a National Guard base. And that should have been a red flag for somebody to tell somebody something. So we can discuss that as well. And also, I waited till a little bit later on in the show just to bring this up to make sure I was hitting the same people uh, that might have been listening yesterday when I brought this up. But I kind of made an offhand joke yesterday when Chris McCarthy and I were changing over. When he, he comes in and he hangs out in the studio a little bit before it's time for him to take over. And I was saying, you know, Chris is going to have the mayor on today. And I was like, well, is he going to have the mayor on? Is the mayor going to show up? In reference to the candidate, the, the the debate, the candidate forum, whatever you want to call it, that happened the night before that was hosted by the NAACP. And it was in relation to, and maybe I just didn't hit the joke right or just maybe it wasn't funny, but it was in relation to the fact that people were trying to say that the mayor no-showed it. When he didn't no-show it. He had a scheduling conflict that he made the NAACP aware of, and he explained it on the show with Chris. But basically, it was announced two weeks ago for us that it would be happening at 6 p.m., and by that point, the mayor had already been scheduled to speak at an offshore wind conference as the keynote speaker at the same time. So he had already committed to being a speaker at this, and he couldn't make it. So it wasn't that he no-showed and just decided not to show up. As might have been portrayed by some folks, he had a previous commitment. And it's not easy to schedule these things and to pull them off. Believe me, we've done debates here on WBSM. It's not easy to get it to work on everybody's schedule. So I just, you know, I was making an offhand joke that I thought everybody would kind of realize was a joke. But just in case you didn't realize, yes, it was the mayor missed it for a good reason and made everybody aware that he wasn't going to be there, that he couldn't be there. But how do you feel about that, though? Do you think that, did you need to have a back and forth between Mayor Mitchell and Richard Tyson Moultrie to make your decision about who you're going to vote for for mayor? I think some people, you know, they want to see it just because it's part of the process. Just because they want to see what other ideas can come about as part of it. I think there may be some people that haven't made up their mind. There may be some people that are still trying to decide if they want to vote for. I mean, they might have no reason to vote for Mayor, vote against Mayor Mitchell, except to say. I think I would like to just see a change. You know, he's he's been there long enough. But certainly, you know, Tyson Moultrie took advantage of the situation, used it to his advantage. Again, I I say that I don't I don't think that I've seen Tyson out there doing much. In the way of campaigning, but there's, there's stuff on his Facebook page. He's, he's been out doing some things. So I think it would have been beneficial for some folks to see them in a, in a back and forth. I mean, there's, there's still time. I'm sure Chris McCarthy would be happy to schedule, move any guests he has scheduled. If they want to come in during South coast now, Friday or Monday and go back and forth. But I I think that the the bottom line here is the mayor made it clear that he had another previously scheduled commitment, and that's why he missed it. And I don't think that you need to throw him. And I heard Carlos's call where Carlos was saying, you know, you you owe it to the people to be there. But he also owes it to the people he committed to that he was going to go and speak at this conference since he'd already agreed to do that. And maybe your issue shouldn't be with the mayor. Maybe it should be with the NAACP for organizing it and waiting till two weeks before. And I don't know where there was a lack of communication to say, well, we could change the time. If you could be there for for eight, we'll make the mayor's debate at eight, the mayor part of the discussion at eight. And the mayor didn't really address that part of it, but... It's just, I think the mayor was being very careful not to say, hey, they could have been more accommodating to the fact that I already had something else planned because they waited till two weeks before to contact us about this. It's like when work schedules you to be at a meeting without telling you that you're supposed to be at a meeting and then gets mad when you can't make the meeting, which happens. i got to take a break here. When we come back, we can talk more with you, and then we'll have the news coming up in a little bit. And speaking of Chris McCarthy and South Coast Now, that'll be coming up with you at 9 o'clock. Before we go into the break, though, I want to talk to you about some meat. I want to talk to you about not only meat, but all of the great items that they have over at the butcher shop. Everything from chicken and pork and steak and seafood, fish, lobster, everything you can imagine, sausage, linguiça charis that they make right there. But they also have a beer and wine selection that is unmatched. When you go down into the cellar there, the wine cellar, they've got stuff, everything from $5 to $500. They have a cheese fridge with all kinds of hard-to-find cheeses. They've got everything on the shelves that you could possibly need. It really is a true neighborhood market. You can just walk right into the butcher shop, get all the ingredients that you need for a delicious meal, Go home and make it, whether it be something that you're going to make from scratch. You can have Eric cut you exactly the cut of meat that you want, exactly the thickness of a sirloin steak or of a celebrity pork chop, or you can have him get it ready for you by marinating it for you so that by the time you get it and you put it on the grill at home or cook it up on the stove at home, it's already so well seasoned and well marinated and ready to go, or even better than that, you can just have him cook it for you. They have so many great pre-made foods every day, homemade. You can just walk in, get a container to go, go home and have a great meal. It's convenient. It's affordable. It's very much that old school, we are here for you, neighborhood market, neighborhood butcher feel. They are keeping that tradition alive at The Butcher Shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. And as Eric says, if they don't have it, just ask him. He'll get it for you. That's the way they take care of people over there at The Butcher Shop. All right. We're going to take a break and be back in a few Uh, we are going to be taking more of your calls coming up in just a few moments at 508-996-0500. We're going to be going into the newsroom, though, in just a moment. And a reminder again that tomorrow we will be joined by City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor-at-Large Naomi Carney in the 630 spot tomorrow morning we will talk with them about everything that's been going on in the city for the past week and what's coming up in the week ahead we'll look ahead to the election too but that's going to be happening at 6 30 because of Councilor carney's work schedule we want to make sure that we could still get her on so what we'll do is we'll play it at 6 30 well we'll we'll have it happen live at 6 30 then we'll replay it again in the eight o'clock spot uh for folks to be able to hear it now and now i don't know that we'll do that every time that Councilor carney comes on early but uh, at least tomorrow we will because of the, the change so that uh, you can be aware of it. I just know that, you know, people are in and out and some folks might not be awake at 630. And so I want to make sure that you get a chance to hear it, uh, especially here where there's a lot of stuff that we'll be discussing, including tonight's council meeting and the final vote for that 99-year lease for the Zaitarian and a whole bunch of other things as well. But right now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all of the big headlines of the day nationally and internationally with Ariel Dorsey.
2: Hundreds of police are combing the state of Maine and search for a man accused of killing at least 16 people and injuring dozens more. Police believe 40-year-old Robert Card went on a shooting spree Wednesday night at a bar and a bowling alley in the town of Lewiston and that a white SUV they believe he was driving has been found seven miles away. Local residents are being urged to stay indoors. Former President Trump is taking credit for the new House Speaker. Trump spoke to reporters yesterday outside a New York courtroom and said Republican Congressman Mike Johnson is a tremendous leader who will be a great great speaker of the House. He also took credit for his win and said nobody was thinking of him until Trump mentioned his name. Benjamin Netanyahu says Israel is preparing for a ground invasion of Gaza. Israel's Prime Minister made the statement yesterday in a televised speech and said he wouldn't elaborate on when or how many. About 360,000 Israeli reservists are currently at the border with Gaza awaiting orders. FTX founder Sam bankman Freed will testify in his own defense today at his criminal fraud trial in Manhattan. The 31-year-old cryptocurrency mogul is accused of stealing as much as $10 billion in deposits from FTX customers. He's expected to testify after federal prosecutors rest their case. A tentative contract agreement has been reached between Ford and the United Autos workers. The four-year contract still needs to be ratified by the 57,000 UAW employees at Ford. Union President Sean Fain says wages will go up 25% along with annual cost of living increases. Workers are still striking at GM and Stellantis. The Buffalo Bills are welcoming the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to Orchard Park for Thursday night football. The Bills are 4-3 and on the season after suffering a surprise 29-25 loss to the New England Patriots last Sunday. The Buccaneers have lost three of their last four games to sit at 3-3 and on the season. In more sports, Malik Cunningham is staying in Foxborough. According to the Boston Globe, the Patriots have re-signed the rookie quarterback receiver to the practice squad. Cunningham, who signed a three-year contract less than two weeks ago, had played in only one game as Mac Jones' backup against the Las Vegas Raiders. New England is set to visit the Miami Dolphins this week. The Celtics took care of business in their season opener after topping the Knicks 108-104 to 104 at Madison Square Garden. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 34 points and also grabbed a team-high 11 rebounds for a double-double. Kristaps Porzingis made his Celtics debut and scored 30 points to go along with 8 rebounds and 4 blocks. Boston will host the Miami Heat tomorrow night at TD Garden. And the Bruins made a pair of transactions on Wednesday. Boston signed defensive Jack Edward to a three-year entry-level contract and placed defensive Ian Mitchell on waivers. The Bruins are hosting the Anaheim Ducks tonight at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday morning.
3: We're waking up with some patchy pre-dawn fog. Mild morning, 50s to near 60 this afternoon. Another warm afternoon with mid to upper 60s approximately 15 degrees above average increasing sunshine as the afternoon progresses. That warm air will continue overnight and tomorrow it's rinse and repeat major changes by the weekend. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci Del Carmen on New Bedford's News
2: Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
1: Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM. I saw the hoop back in '69. Saw Bobby Seals talking to the Panthers, saying just what he had on his mind. I saw Marlon Brando on a motorcycle, who was acting out rebellion. I saw Rogers Malone.
0: Welcome back in, and let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM.
4: Good morning, Tim. Gilly Safiola.
0: Hey, Gilly. How you doing?
4: Good. You know, you just made a statement about Linda and Naomi coming to your program at 630 tomorrow morning.
0: hmm
4: Okay? And some people are sleeping, so you're going to replay it at 8 o'clock so we can hear what they have to say.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, my problem is... They don't want to listen to us because they never take any calls, only because it's election time and they're on the bottom of the list. They want to come and talk to the people, but they don't take our calls. So why don't they, you know, now you're going to play it again so people that hear it at 6.30 are going to hear it again at 8? They don't care about Then The only reason they're doing it is because they're, they're both on the bottom of that list. They're both, no,
0: that, that, that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it because they've done this all year long, but Councillor Carney's work schedule has changed. No, so, no, Council President Moore had asked me if I would be willing to do it earlier to accommodate her so that she could come on.
4: No, no, Tim, I understand that. I understand that. But she's always dictating your program. She, she does the, not
0: dictate my program, Gilly. I dictate my program. And when she asked her reasonable request, I accommodated it.
4: Well, what about the, re- the request that we ask you so we can ask them questions out here? You haven't granted the people out here that listen to them to listen, to, to do that.
0: You have other opportunities to question the counselors. You don't have to do it on the radio, Gilly. You have the counselors are well aware of how you feel about them and what questions you have for them.
4: Well, if they were doing their job, I wouldn't feel like this about them. No, this has
0: nothing to do with how you feel about them. This has to do with you using my show as a way to attack them for something.
4: Oh, why why is this open line? If we can give them credit. Did I tell you that it was? Listen, if we can give them credit on your program, we should be able to criticize them on your program. That's all I got to
0: say. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Listen, if you don't like the format of how I handle things, don't listen. Because you know what the alternative is? that you don't get to hear anything from the, from the council president. That she says, ah, you know what, no, I don't think so. No, no, it was a pretty good segment that you did with council president Abreu, but you know what, I'm not going to do it anymore. When she suggested it, it sounded like a reasonable request, and I said, yeah, let's do that. Because, you know, I run my show, not Linda Morad. But I also have no reason to say, no, Linda, I don't think that we should do that because I think that we should have phone calls where people can come and question you. She came in here. She'll do it again. I'm just on earlier in the morning now. When she used to come on with me when I was on, later on in the day, she'd be willing to do it. But now it's early, and it doesn't work out. I don't, I don't know why that's so hard to understand. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Well, is it uh, okay to uh, uh,
1: complain, ag- uh, get, yeah, complain against the uh, brand-new Speaker of the House?
0: If you'd like to, sure.
1: Good, because this guy hates Social Security and, uh, and uh, Medicaid. Uh, so he doesn't want to... If America puts together a big pile of money for April 15th and we get to buy ourselves something of good, you know, something nice, and we buy ourselves a little hospital system or we buy ourselves a fresh water system or we buy ourselves a sewage system, uh, or we buy ourselves a nice park, uh, you know, things that we can all use. And that's the taxation with representation and the snobs come along and they say that, Oh, these people don't, don't deserve to use this or that or the other. And they you can get the best for themselves, but by God, when it comes to the average person, they get squat. And, uh, so look at this guy's record. Uh, this brand new speaker of the House, he's dangerous. He's easy. To, he, in the old days, it used to be uh, across the electric rail uh, to. Um, if you hated Social Security, you never said it out loud. This guy does say it out loud, and uh, Social Security we paid into it. You we know, don't. He doesn't have the right to take away what we paid into. Mm-hmm. And this rat, you know, is going to be the Speaker of the House? That, it, 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 it's, it's not only untenable, but it's, like, against self-preservation. This yeah. guy is so dumb and so dangerous. I was listening to another show a little while ago, and they were talking about, you know, these torrential rains are tearing away the topsoil. America has lost a huge amount of topsoil these last two years. And uh, and it's ending up in the Gulf of Mexico, making it a mud pit, and building bigger storms.
0: So, which builds more rain? Which all right, wait, more... can, can we? Let's just bring it back to the to the point of the speaker here, because I've got other calls.
1: Well, these guys don't believe in pollution uh, as a problem. They don't pay for the EPA. They don't pay for medical care for people that are p- living in pollution, and the polluters are living in swank places with uh, dictatorships. So it's, um, you know, it, 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 it'd be interesting if a natural planet could be eaten up by greed.
0: All right. Well, thank you for the call. And uh, we, we have some other calls we want to get to here. Uh, good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, I just said I have another call I have to go to. Now you're making me look silly. All right. Try calling back. We've got to take a break anyway. 508-996-0500. will be right back. And back to your phone calls. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. Morning.
3: Um, in Rhode Island at, at the uh, Providence Library, is that that real big one, that old, old one there that you were
0: at? No, I was at the North Providence Library, which oh. I found out used to be a skating rink. Oh.
3: Yeah. My nephew got married at the, at the other one there.
0: That's the uh, Anathium?
3: I don't know. I only went yeah. there once when, when they got there. They had tons of rooms in there. Edgar Allan
0: Poe used to visit there.
3: Oh, no, oh, that's why we got books. They gave us books for uh, gifts when he, when they got married. And they signed each old book from that
0: place. Oh, that's pretty cool.
3: Everybody got a book. Yeah, it was on each table, and they had something written about us.
0: No, I was, um, I was at the North Providence Library, so I got to uh, hang out with the uh, the the lifelike, full-color bust of former North Providence Mayor Sal Mancini.
3: I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's, it's oh, a little creepy, nice. too. Nice. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that um, library is haunted, too. The North Providence Library it was on an episode of Kindred Spirits.
3: No kidding? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um... Well, that's good. Anyway, and then also I have a sandwich that um, you could make. I don't know if you can if you want to make it now, but. Um,
0: well, I don't, I don't I, have any ingredients in front of me right now, but. God damn.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, hit me with it. What um, is it?
3: It's a it's a fried chicken um, breast with the thigh, made with the cornflakes. You sort of soak it overnight in um, in the buttermilk, and you, and you. I think you can either bake it, or you can we deep fried it, and then you put. The um, pimento cheese with uh, jalapeno spread mm-hmm. on top of it. I don't know if you ever tried it. Oh, that sounds pretty good. On on that brioche bun, I think it is the brioche. And, yeah, that sounds pretty uh, yeah, good. My, yeah, I just bought some of that cheese this week. My brother's gonna make it this week. So. Sounds like
0: one of those Wendy's concoctions where they always put like spicy yeah. stuff on top of the chicken sandwiches and.
3: Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big Wendy's fan, but. Uh, Anyway,
0: anyway, then you were talking about those red hot hot dogs there in Rhode Island. Yeah, the oh, the, those the those hot wieners. No, they're not spicy. Oh. No, they just, they have a snap to them when you, you know, they have like that natural casing so that when you bite oh, into I them, love they the snap. the
3: natural casing hot dogs. Yeah, yeah no, they're good. not,
0: they're, they're not really spicy, you know. Oh,
3: they're not the spicy ones. Okay, they have those spicy ones. Have you ever tried those?
0: Yeah, but I, these these yeah. are pretty pretty mild. Yeah. I I have it, you know. I get it all the way. So it's got the onions, it's mm. got the meat sauce, it's got the mustard, it's got the uh, oh, yeah. the celery salt. Oh, that sounds good. I love natural taste and hot dogs. I always
3: buy them in the in Shars.
0: Well, take yourself down to Only, Onlyville and say, hey, yeah. I'd like one all the way. Tim Tim suggested one all the way, <laughs>
3: okay. and a coffee
0: milk to wash it down.
3: All right. All okay. right. you have a good day. You as well. You take care.
0: Wait. Yeah. Bye. 508-996-0500 and uh, you know it's it's its own thing. So I know we've got plenty of great hot dog places around here in New Bedford but the the New York system hot wiener is its its own thing. And I know it sounds weird and it sounds weird saying it but that's what it is and uh, and just walk in and say you'll you'll have one all the way and you won't be sorry. I mean I don't like Guy Fieri. I think that he's kind of uh, obnoxious and I can't stand him But a lot of people Like to utilize His, uh, his recommendations For places and, and that's one of His favorite places To eat So if you uh, If you think That that's a if you think that that's something that you like, if you like hot dogs with lots of toppings, I'm sorry, wieners, they don't call them hot dogs there, then, uh, then you've got to go check that out. Paulie in New Bedford sent an app chat message saying, if a deposit on nips was in place, the mayor wouldn't have banned nips. So if the wine and spirits wholesalers are willing to put a five cent environmental fee on every nip sold in the city of New Bedford and then cut a check quarterly, resulting in over $300,000 back to the city for trash pickup, not just nip pickup, isn't that essentially a deposit? Well, I, Jack was in here with us one week and kind of explained why they can't offer a deposit on the nips because the deposit goes into the recycling program and they don't have something set up to recycle the nips. So I, I don't they, they don't have the machinery to recycle that with their glass and plastic and aluminum recycling plans. So that's the way that he was explaining it. We can try to find out a little bit more. And then uh, Blue Googs in Fairhaven says, hey, Timmy Daddy, Gilly is correct. They dictate how your show is run, not you. You think you can run the show, but it is obvious she controls you. Here is Timmy's quote of the day. When in doubt, tell the truth. Well, here's my way of looking at it, Blue Googs, uh, that, you know, I'm the one that can press the button at any time and hang up on anybody that I want or choose whether or not to read an idiotic app chat message like yours or not. So I think I am kind of in control here. If you think that accommodating somebody's work schedule so they can join us, that a city councilor can join us, is, uh, is giving in to somebody, well, then you're listening to the wrong show. Because I'm trying to get the information and the discussion out to the people. You, 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 you think that Gilly Safiolis wants to call the radio station so he can ask valid questions of the city councilors? He wants to call in so he can harass the city councilors. That's what he wants to do. And he's mad because he can't call in and harass. Listen, if I decide to have her come in and call and and sit in and take phone calls and Gilly calls in, I'll probably hang up on him. I don't mean like I'm going to hang up on him as soon as I hear his voice. I mean I'm not going to be able to finish the call with him because he has an agenda against her and he wants to use the radio station to continue that agenda against her. And nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear that. Yes, there are plenty of people that would like to ask the council president questions. And you know what? Her phone number is on the city of New Bedford website. Her home phone number is on the city of New Bedford website. Go ahead and give her a call. Her email is on there. Go ahead and shoot her an email. If, if, it, if it upsets you that much that when she comes on Fridays for a 25-minute segment that she can't take your phone call, then you should be able to spend the time out of your own day To be able to call her and ask her that question directly. So it's not just on me to facilitate the conversations that you want to have with the city council president. And I'll reiterate one more time. I run the show. Nobody runs the show for me. 508-996-0500. Going to take a quick break. Our final break of the morning and we'll be right back. As you know, as long as that's all right with you. Um. Hey, what are you doing Friday? Why don't you come and hang out with me at the whiskey and bourbon tasting event at Stevie's Wine and Spirits this Friday from four to seven? If you've never been to Stevie's before, you want to drop into their whiskey room this Friday night for their weekly testing. The weekly tasting, rather, we're going to be testing all kinds of things, uh, including things that have a very seasonal feel. We're going to be drinking some. Demon Seed Whiskey. We're going to be having some pumpkin rum chata and some other great things as well. Uh, maybe maybe you're looking for a little drink that you can kind of keep with you while you're walking the kids around trick-or-treating. They've got the perfect thing for you. Kelly and the team will let you taste what's new, what's trending, or simply show you some items similar to what you already like. Stevie's has more than 450 whiskeys in stock and carries some of the hardest-to-find products out there. That's where I found absinthe, real absinthe with the spoon and everything. So maybe you need a gift for a sophisticated bourbon or scotch drinker in your life, or maybe maybe there's just something that you've always wanted to try yourself. The cool thing about it is they have curated this collection to have things that you can't find anywhere else, and they have open bottles of so many of these items. So if you see a purple dot on the tag next to it on the shelf, that means there's an open bottle in the back that you can actually sample before you buy. So don't feel like you have to commit to a bottle without tasting it first. And so that's why you want to come down, come by and you can taste at any time. It doesn't have to be during the tasting itself, but they'll have a tasting coming up Friday from four to seven. And then also, if you can't make it Friday night, they're going to have a beer, wine, and whiskey tasting Saturday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. It's all at Stevie's Wine and Spirits, 115 Huddleston Avenue in Fairhaven. I will be there for that tasting on Friday afternoon. I'll also be there Friday morning, tomorrow morning, from 10 to 12. And we'll be talking about some of the things that they'll be offering to get you hyped up and to preview what you can sample when you come in for the tasting that afternoon. So check it out. It's a great place. They've got everything you can imagine in there. And when you walk in, it's all easily laid out. You don't even need any help. But if you do, everybody's casual. They're relaxed. Nobody's trying to force anything down your throat. Um, but it would be nice if you could buy some nips because they. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus.